Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. December 31st, 2020. New Year's Day. Being assassinated twice. Times Square, crazy football games, aliens, and dancing humanoid robots. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hello. It's another singy day. It's the New Year's Eve version of Hello. I have to sing it. Okay. But you always sing the same tune. Yeah, that's a fair observation. <laughs> it's not like Happy Birthday song. You got to come up with some new tunes. Okay, I'll think about it. Maybe you could throw in some Adele funk. Ooh, hello. Okay, close enough. Let's <laughs> never do that again. It's December 31st. It is Happy New Year's Eve, or in some countries, Happy Old Year's Night. Okay. It's no surprise that today is also National Champagne Day. National Champagne Day. It makes sense. Yes, the Champagne. <laughs> Many people will look at this time as an opportunity to establish a resolution for the new year. I like it. In conjunction with that, today is also Make Up Your Mind Day. Interesting. Though I don't think it's uttered as in contempt and anger, like, make up your mind. I think it's literally the day to make up your mind. Well, yeah, it's resolute. It's connected yeah. to the resolutions. Get resolute about it. Yeah. I really enunciated for Jesus on that. Okay. And you did a lot of karate chops into your hand. <laughs> or judo. They may have been judo chops. I don't I don't mean to leave judo out of the mix. It's a perfectly legitimate art of the martial form. That's how I felt so strongly about resolute. Because of judo? No, but I just I, I summoned some martial artness okay. to okay. demonstrate and elaborate. Karate, of course, meaning empty hand. That's just an extra bonus for is that true? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay. Now, if your preparation for the new year includes things related to your work, 
then you might also celebrate today as No Interruptions Day. Get the hell out of my office. I'm throwing things away. Well, you don't even have to tell anyone to get out because there ain't a damn soul there except for you. Let's be honest. Um, Sometimes people come in my office. Well, in your office, sure. Yes, you work from home. You used the you pronoun. You. Yeah. Before I said all of that. Mm. Keep up. Come on, man. Whether you choose to celebrate one of these days, none of these days, all of these days or any combination thereof, may it be an enjoyable day for you. Cheers to you. I was invisibly raising a glass. You did it with your head. Yeah. You just, you took a mouthful and you forgot to (laughs) cheers, so you're cracking your head against people's glasses. (laughs) That's a party foul in some places. <laughs> do I get to do this one? Mm-hmm. Today is also the seventh day of Christmas. On this day, my true love gave to me seven swans of swimming. These are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, mm-hmm. knowledge, piety, and fear of God. That being the wonder and awe yes. sense of fear. And also... Bonus, the seven sacraments. Indeed. Can you name them with your eyes closed? No. Baptism, Eucharist, confirmation, <laughs> reconciliation, anointing of the sick, marriage, and ordination. You didn't give me a chance to do it with my eyes closed. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's too late. <laughs> it was a rate of play moment. Rate of play. Rate of play. That's a whole thing we'll explain one day. Um, well, the year 192, because you like the old ones. I love the old ones. 192, Roman Emperor Commodus survives a poisoning attempt by his mistress, but don't get excited too quickly. Also today, someone did succeed at strangling him to death in the bath. I mean, they decided he was going to die one way or the other. It was a multifaceted attack. Yep. Fast-forwarding a number of years to 1695 in jolly old England... A window tax is imposed, literally taxing businesses for having windows. Mm-hmm. How dare they? Many shopkeepers were like, oh, yeah, well, just go ahead and brick these up. Yeah, you know, I think uh, this is a beautiful moment where, you know, Americans are given a lot of credit for being rebels. Uh-huh. But that's that's pretty rebel right there. Yeah, it is. And maybe it was all those shopkeepers that came over as, as uh, yeah, the post- Pre and post, I don't know. Um, when, yeah, post pilgrim area. Post pilgrim. My words are. Okay. Post pilgrim pre revolution. Yes, thank you. That's where I was trying to find my way to. Yes. Stumbling. I got you. As though the room were dark, feeling with my hands and touching icky things. Stumbling as though the room were darkened by bricked up windows. Indeed. 1841. Alabama becomes the first state to license. Dental surgeons, mm-hmm. which was hilarious because no one there had any teeth. How dare you? I'm that, sorry, Alabama. Well, I didn't say today. Okay, but in 1841. Isn't the running thing that your mother has three teeth, one in her mouth and two in her pocket? Mm-hmm. Isn't how that, how, how that goes? Yes. I'm salading my words a lot. Um, please do go ahead. Well, in 1904... 1904, some mm-hmm. might say. The first New Year's Eve celebration is held in Times Square. That would be in, of course, New York City. Was it intentional or was it just a larger than average gathering of the filthy Irish, which we are? 
who were out for a drink and, and maybe a good fight good, in the streets. Yeah, a little good slugfest. <laughs> I like to think that's the origin story. Okay. Well, very neatly connected to that. 1907, just three short years later, is the first time that this celebration of New Year's Eve in Times Square did, in fact, include the ball drop. If you are into this sort of thing, you can look up all kinds of minutiae and detail about the Times Square uh, New Year's Ball. Okay. Uh, I do know it's covered in Swarovski crystals. Okay. And it weighs a significant amount. It's made of baby seal bones. I'm pretty sure that's part of it. Okay. It's not very environmentally sustainable. Well, unless they just had to make it the once. Oh, maybe so. Yeah. I don't all know. Right. Okay, I this is an interesting thing. Maybe not awesome, maybe it is. It's awesome know. in terms of an awe-inspiring number. Okay, well in 1930 it's calculated that the US tobacco industry, just the US, produced 123 billion cigarettes that year. That's 1930. Yes, I had intended, and I failed magnificently, I had intended to go look up the U.S. population at that time to determine how many cigarettes per person we're talking about. Uh, if that was enough for a daily smoke, I don't know. Um, it's maybe getting up like there, a though. a daily pack. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Although back then, if you were cool... You didn't have a pack. You had your cigarette case. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, I won't lie. I thought for a long time maybe I'd get one of those and use it as a business card holder. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you were thinking about taking up smoking. No. So you could have a cigarette case. No, but I have. Since we're taking this initial foray into the cigar world, I've looked. There are some pretty awesome cigar cases out there. I saw some at the... Tobacco shop we were at a mere hours ago. We'll save that. That's for lifestyle. Okay. 1938. I'll probably mispronounce this. It's it's either Dr. Harger or Dr. Harger, one of the two, um, of India. He introduced today the first alcohol breath test. Beautifully, he called it the drunkometer or drunkometer, however you prefer to pronounce it. I like it. That's very clever, Dr. Harcher. We thank you for I that. I like calling things by what they are. Yeah, man, that was good. It was on the money. 1955, General Motors, some may know it as GM. Uh, some may recognize it as a company that's gone bankrupt and bailed out by our government Ooh. since this date. Okay, yes. Well, they, in 1955, were... Uh, in the black, as they say, they were the first U.S. corporation to make over $1 billion. $1 billion. In a year. Interesting. Interesting. And by the way, I do want to point out that when we say the government bailed them out, that means that all of us paid for yeah, it. Yeah, that's me and you. The government Tax doesn't have any money. Taxpayers Anonymous. That feels accurate. <laughs> 1966. The song, I'm a Believer by the Monkees hit number one, and it stayed there for the next seven weeks. This song, of course, deeply familiar to anyone who has watched the movie Shrek, and especially to those of us with children who've watched the movie Shrek again and again so and again and again. So many times. Was it Fastball who did the re-record? Um, it's possible. I mean, I know they did the other Shrek song. One of the other majors, yeah. I like Fastball, even if they sold out to the man. No, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth? 
Smash Mouth. That feels more accurate. They both feel the same to me, but I know they're not. I don't like Smash Mouth as much as I like Fastball. I think it's Smash Mouth that's associated with Shrek, but Fastball is one that we do enjoy. Yes. Out of my mind? Is that the... Yes. Or out of my head And or also something? the way. Yes. Okay. We're good at our 90s music. We try. We try. How dare you say otherwise. Well, here we are. 1967. One Mr. Evil Knievel. Yes. Spelled E-V-E-L. That's right. Don't get it confused. Do not. He's, he... not a, he's not a bad person. What was he? He wasn't. Okay. He attempted to jump the fountains at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Are those the, the famous, like, that go, like, they have they their do, synchronized fountain? Yeah, they do the things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a la Ocean's Eleven. And... Many Beyond, other yeah, Las Vegas all the movies. oceans and all the Vegas movies. Okay, well, he was going to try to jump him, maybe on a motorcycle. I yes, like. that's his thing. He's okay. a motorcycle guy. Well, it is a fail, unfortunately, that resulted in for him a concussion, a crushed pelvis and femur, fractures to his hip, wrist, and both ankles, and he was also in a coma for twenty nine days. It was touch and go. Awesomely for him and his many fans, he did. Recover. He lived to Knievel another day. He did. If you're interested in the life of Evil Knievel, I feel like I've mentioned this on the show before. I'll say it again. Jeff Tremaine has a documentary called Being Evil. I think it came out in 2015. All about the life of Evil Knievel. That may... Was was Evil Knievel still alive then? Because he's not now. You know, I don't know. I feel like no. Okay. But I, I'm not the student of Evil Knievel that I wish well, I were, that we, I one day aspire we, to be. We can't all be daredevils. Well, I have a pair of football-based ones, but don't anybody tune out. Don't be worried. It's not anything other than just oddities. Okay. I like the oddities. Yeah. So in 1967, the Green Bay Packers win the NFL championship game in a game that is dubbed the Ice Bowl, the reason why is because during the game, wind chill reached negative 40 no. degrees. I would nope right 40 on 40 below there. zero. Can you imagine? No! I hate it! Ugh. As a fan, as a player, as a coach, however you slice it, even the freaking mascots had to have been cold, and they're wearing the big mascot-y suit, right? Yes. This feels like hell on earth to me. Yep. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I can't bear to be outside in Oklahoma wind when it's like the wind chills like 25. Mm -hmm. Negative 40 is unthinkable. Do you want to take this second in the pairing? No, no. Well, yeah. it, okay, I'll take it. 1985, the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Playing in the Eagles at Soldier Field in Chicago during the second quarter. A heavy, and I do mean to emphasize that word heavy. Heavy. Heavy on the H. Heavy. Yes. Dense fog rolled in. It cuts visibility inside of the stadium to 15 to 20 yards. You guys, how do you play football? How do you watch the game unless you yes. jump the side and you're down on the field? It was later, in retrospect, nicknamed the Fog Bowl. Yes. There's a lot of... Something Bowl names assigned for some fantastical event. Yes. Um, we frequently joked about when two terrible teams would be playing each other that it was the Toilet Bowl. Mm. Yes, certainly. Well, 1994, 
It is the first snowless December in Baltimore, Maryland, at least in recorded history. Are you going to mention that that was It where is you were born? the magical land where I was brought into this world. It was not cool enough to contain me, so we <laughs> moved away. I love it. That's fantastic. Okay. Well, in 1994... The magical year of my graduation. Yes. This date that we're celebrating right now, it's, it's skipped entirely in Kiribati, which is located in the South Pacific. It's in the Pacific south of Hawaii. That's what makes it the South Pacific, you see. Yeah, well, yes, of course. Now, in Kiribati, they undergo a change in their time zones, and through the magic of mathematics, astronomy, maybe even astrology... Probably alien intervention. Yes, physics. Like, there was a convergence upon Kiribati, and that date just simply disappeared. It disappeared. They had to skip it. Skipped it. I wish I could just, like, skip dates at will. Um, we kind of do. We zone out at times and float through a day and pretty much skip it. Okay. That was a very existential answer. I was not expecting. I am the existential man. Okay. 2011. I really like this story. A Swedish woman had lost her ring. Her wedding uh, Her ring. wedding ring, yes. I mean, many women might have a variety of rings. It's true. It was not a nose the, ring. You have the, the one wedding it ring. It was a wedding ring. She had custom designed it. It was made with white gold, diamonds, a gorgeous thing. It was, it was too loose. She was intending to go get it resized, but before she could do so, she lost it. Hmm. 16 years later, today... She was gardening. She was harvesting her carrots. As she pulled one from the ground, there, the carrot ran right through the middle of the ring. I love stories like this. I, I, yeah. I feel like in, inwardly right now, a wellspring of joy. Yes, celebrating with up. her. I hope, I hope so much someday this happens for my one lost diamond stud earring. You want it you wanna in a carrot? We don't even grow carrots. <laughs> We grow, we grow nothing. I want the Our backyard is dead grass and dog poop. Yeah, basically. I want the miraculous recovery of the okay. lost thing. I, to this day, when I'm vacuuming, when I'm cleaning, when I'm just living life, I know it's in our bedroom somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's been lost for years. At this point, we could feasibly replace those diamond set sure. rings, but... There's the sentimental yeah, value yeah. of them is so great. Right. That's like saying, well, if our dog dies, we can get another one. Right. It's not the same. It's not the same. And so I, I hold on to stories like this with the great hope that that diamond stud earring, the one that's been missing, will come back well, to me. Well, I'll tell you what. Diamonds don't melt. We could burn the house down <laughs> and then sift through the rubble. That feels extreme, but I mean, it might work. It should work if yeah. you're tedious enough yeah. to uh, persistent enough, rather, through the tedium. That's yeah. kind of what I meant. My words, again, today are less eloquent, mm. eloquent, mm. eloquente. Okay. Something. There we go. This trending item that you found, it sparks joy for me. Of course it does. The U.S. Senate has asked that the Director of National Intelligence... Asked as a soft word, by the way. Asked with what? Force? More, more like... With gravitas. Hey! It was a very... Hold up! 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Pronounced strong, more of, a, more of a demand, but they can't outright demand. Okay. They've asked, demanded that the Director of National Intelligence, the Department of Defense, and other government agencies reveal what they know about UFOs. Mm-hmm. And I'm thrilled at the mere thought and prospect of this truth being revealed. They, they snuck it in. They did. They snuck it in in the COVID-19 relief and government funding bill. I mean, yep. I normally we're supposed to feel some ire and outrage that Congress has a tendency to sneak things into bills. In this one case, I am delighted. Yes. Let's see what happens. If, you told me there's like a there's like a day countdown. Like yeah, you yeah. Got this many days to do it. From the from the original, it was 180 days, and I think that puts us around 177 ish somewhere in there. There have been a few days tick by. So. Okay. Yes. Now also trending, Boston Dynamics has recently released a video of their humanoid robots performing an elaborate dance number to the song. Do You Love Me? Do you love me? That one. Now, hey, this isn't weird. I'm not terrified, and this isn't the beginning of the robot-human war. Don't sweat it. What the hell, man? Here we are. We're in the in the middle of pandemic yeah. in a year where it's like, hey, you know what? Let's just leave that other thing alone for a little bit. Right. And here we are like, tell me all about the aliens, and here's my dancing robots. <laughs> are we just trying to... Are we trying to get all the dumpsters pushed into one area yep. and just burn it all down burn at it once? Down. Yes. It's time. It's time. Okay. It is time. And it's also time for World of All. Okay. Watch, Here we are already. read, listen, life, style. Yeah, man. Well, to watch, you can still watch the ball drop in Times Square, being that that's where it is. Yes. You won't be there. You yeah. will need to watch that from the safety of your quarantine space. I actually fact-checked this before we started recording just to make sure they are dropping that ball, but not a person. Well, I mean, probably just like the staff that has to be in charge. Of probably the it. politicians who've been so insistent upon rules for thee and not for me. Oh, my. Okay. Well, you can watch it, but there will not be the usual crowds. I did not realize this. It makes sense, though. There is no fee or admission charge in a non-quarantine year to go down to Times Square. You just, it's first come, first serve for the spaces. Mm-hmm. You just show up as early. Oh, so they are allowing a few spaces? No, no, I'm just saying like in a non-quarantine year. Oh, in a non-quarantine year, year. I'm Like sorry. The, the crowds that you see on TV and whatever, they, it's just first come, first serve. So if you okay. want to go, you got to get down there hours and hours and hours 
ahead of time to I take would your place. Guess if you'd put on a pair of glitter short shorts, yeah. you might get preferential treatment. Glitter short shorts and the light up glasses that have yes. the ear on them. Yes. So yeah, that's happening. You have a read. I have a read that is also a listen. And a listen! It's both! It serves double duty. I found it on the Audible. Is it about dancing robot alien wars? Not yet. Okay. It's actually going to take us in the opposite direction of the future. Crying it... puppy <laughs> um, citizen partnerships? No. I don't know. Is that opposites enough? I guess. Um... <laughs> This is a book uh, called Mythos. It was written and recorded by Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry, if you're familiar with British comedy, you might know that name. He, uh, for a long time, partnered with Hugh Laurie, which we Americans would know as Dr. House on the House TV show. Yes. He's certainly been in other things, but most Americans know him from that. Anyway, before he was House, uh, he's long been known for British comedy. He had a... a uh, sort of comedy duo with Stephen Fry. Okay. So Stephen Fry is not only f funny, he is also really brilliant. And so he's taken the ancient Greek myths, hence the name myth Mythos, Mythos, and kind of given them a little brush up and a little update. He tells okay. the stories beginning with the very beginning chaos, which is what Greek myth begins in, and how the gods came to be. And he incorporates his voice first of all is very british but highly listenable even for someone with hillbilly ears like i have um it's very entertaining not like laugh out loud funny but he mixes in a lot of like pop culture references and, uh -huh. and subtle nods to modern day understandings of things retelling these i mean they're the 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 kernels of the myths are still there, but he's like kind of telling it almost like a bedtime story. It's very soothing. So it sounds like it's a, a cleverized version. Yes, I guess you could say that. That's a great way to describe it. I was fascinated as I listened. I took a semester class when I was an undergrad in Greek myth. It was one of my favorite classes. I love mythology. And as I listened, I was really fascinated to think about. It was fascinating to think about. Greek mythology, which then was later translated into Roman mythology, the heart of the beginning of the world had to do with patricide, with father killing son, or sorry, son killing father. That is how the gods came into being, was with a son having derision, hatred, enmity for his father. And again, these we're talking about the Titans and mm -hmm. like not exactly in human form, but this idea of the son rising up against the father because the father has been cruel or unfair, that is the basis for ancient mythology, okay. which I found to be super fascinating because when Christianity then came along, I mean, of course, Judaism was blossoming and flourishing in its own space apart from where the ancient Greeks were. But when Christianity came along and you have this blending of culture as we're looking at Greeks and Romans and the Christians in this area, the idea that God is loving yeah. and that his son loves him and that they have so much love shared back and forth between the two of them, that the Holy Spirit comes forth from their love. This idea that there is not hatred and jealousy and uh, all kinds of the things, it just... It's like it took 
and I think that this is so much of what Christianity does. It took an idea that people were already familiar with and completely flipped it on its head. And so I just have to think about like what people who had grown up with Greek mythology as their sort of understanding of the gods would have thought of this new way of understanding a God and his son. Very different. Yes, very different. It's also fascinating how often the number three and 12 comes up in Greek mythology, which again, those are very important numbers in Judeo-Christian religious faith. So anyway, if you're looking for something to just kind of have in the background, it's smart, it's engaging, it's it makes you feel like I'm kind of an intellect as you're listening, Ooh. but also just very good listening. Stephen Fry's mythos is fantastic. Outstanding. Well, there's two life, three lifestyles. Okay. One, you mentioned earlier, we went earlier today and stopped by a tobacconist. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this. A tobacconist is a person who is certified, goes through training, I'm sure along the lines of a wine sommelier and other people who specialize in a thing. And they uh, understand the process of cigar making from leaf to the finished product and... And so much further beyond. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And can guide you in uh, knowing, like, if I'm looking for this particular kind of cigar, what what am I looking for? Or if I don't know what I'm looking for, what should I start with? Right. They're going to be able to point you in a direction. And then you, this would be like, you, you want a relationship with your tobacconist. So you want to pick someplace relatively close that you might be able to frequent. And so you go the first time you get, well, here, start with these. Yeah. And then when you go back, you tell them, hey, this is what I did or didn't like about that. And then he takes you to the next place and the next place and progresses you through. Or, hey, I heard of such and such. What could you compare it to? I've had these. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's like he is your your living Google. Yes, absolutely. So we went to this little... Or she. I, could be. I'm certainly. sure that that exists as well. Yeah, some of the videos I watched on YouTube as I as we were beginning to get into this um, had women who were tobacconists and cigar experts. Um, I would guess that could bring an interesting. You and I taste things so differently, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's. Um, I don't know if there are some some gender, not proclivities, but gender-specific capabilities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where there's something just different enough about genetics that a woman could pick up on different things than a man. I don't know. That'd be interesting to find out. If anybody knows that, please help us. Yes. And you know, I appreciate about this particular shop owner. Um, Again, this is just like a little tucked away tobacco shop. I've driven past the location where it is a million times in the times that we've lived in Oklahoma City had no idea it was back there. But one thing I appreciated about him, and I didn't even mention this earlier, but he spoke to both of us. Like, I feel like cigar, the cigar world can be very male oriented because Mm -hmm. it's traditionally been such a male pastime. But as he was talking to us about the cigars and conversation, he like, I feel like equally spoke to both of us instead of presuming that it was only you that would be smoking the cigars. Yeah. So that was good. Indeed. Number two. Uh Uh-huh. What you got? 
Okay, I mentioned in talking about Whiskey Tribe yesterday mm-hmm. that they one of their recent videos is like 10 Smooth Whiskeys, which was a recent video from them I had watched. I actually am not usually want to pull a smooth whiskey. I do like some bite. I like some rigor. I like a little punch in the face. I love the feeling when you sip um, a good, strong whiskey, a particularly a scotch, the feeling of the burn as it goes down. I mm-hmm. love that. But I was intrigued by this video and, and I recalled some of the ones they had pointed out. So we also stopped in at one of our favorite liquor stores here in Oklahoma City. And I picked up one that I'd seen featured in that video, the Jameson Stout Edition, which is their the Jameson whiskey, which is an Irish whiskey, but it is finished in craft beer bottles. Yes. Um, barrels. barrels, rather. Barrels. Not Stout, barrels. in fact. Yes. As the That's name right. would imply. Exactly. So you get this whiskey that has the classic smoothness of Jameson. It also, because of... Uh, being finished in those craft beer barrels, the notes that come up in this are rich coffee, smooth chocolate, and butterscotch. So I've had a little sip of this. I find it to be extremely, like, deceptively drinkable. Yeah. Like, so... It's very desserty. It's very desserty. Very sweet. You did not like it as much. I, it, I didn't not like it. Okay. It's just not my, not my choice for... An evening drink. Now, yes. maybe after a meal. Yes. I And I'll be interested to see how it pairs with some of the cigars that we picked up today. Yeah. We'll see. Well, if you are like, hmm, I might try some whiskey, but I don't know where to start, and you're a little intimidated by it, I would super suggest a Jameson, and especially the Stout Edition, because it is very approachable. It mm-hmm. is not, you're not going to shudder, or it's not going to take your breath away. It's very, very drinkable, so might be a fun thing to pick up. And it's very reasonably priced. I feel like this was under 40 for this. I can't remember even. Bottle of whiskey, so. Okay, well, the last thing are some tidbits of wisdom to carry you into the new year. Yes, maybe sir. some things you've thought of before, maybe not. Here they are, number one. And that may be the last one I number because I didn't number them on the list. And I'll <laughs> lose, we'll lose count. Um, First, then, if at an office or public place, dry your hands fully before leaving the bathroom. Wet handshakes are suboptimal. And this presupposes that you will, in fact, wash your hands before leaving the bathroom. Or that you'll shake hands in this time of COVID. But just nestle that one away. it'll, It'll come in handy one day. Yeah. Would you like to alternate on these? Yeah, I'm going to give you this one because this is such a life. This is a life changer, a game changer, a truth for all time. If you need to be somewhere at a specific time, add the time that it takes to find a parking spot and walking from there and then add another 10 minutes. Yeah. I have found this to be so true, particularly even if just getting out of the house, you can add another 10 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. If you have children or if you yourself are just, you know, a little bit slower mover. When I was coaching, we lived on a very rigid time schedule. Yes. And one of the phrases that was oft repeated was to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late and to be late is to be forgotten. And on a few occasions, we, quote, forgot 
some people because they weren't early, ultimately. Mm -hmm. It's uh, beyond that. It's honestly an unspoken sign of respect Mm -hmm. when other people are involved to be early. Even if you're going to sit in their waiting room, whatever, be early, dang it. Uh, Walking in right on time, panting or otherwise, it's... It, it brings into question how important was this to you, really? Yes. What was that? I slobbered on myself slobber a little, little bit. A little okay. New Year's Eve slobber for you. If you're dealing... I like this one. I like this one a lot. If you're dealing with a problem that can be solved with money, solve it with money if you can afford to. Those are among life's simplest Problems. We've learned many a lesson in this this year. Yes, we have. Um, keep track of how many problems throughout the day are caused by you acting like an idiot. Now, I did not write this. I didn't write it. I found it. I agreed with it. Of course you did. It's a valid, it's a valid metric. It is. If you find yourself with a lot of problems in life, especially, take a sec, look at them and say, how many of these are because I'm an idiot? Well, in that, I can verify that acting like an idiot can be a lot of different things. And it can be acting like an idiot if you're taking on way more than you should. Sure. Overextending yourself. Showing up late. (laughs) Okay, yes. Um, It can be applied in a lot of ways. So I'll, I'll grant you that. Okay. If something feels right, that doesn't mean you should do it. But if it feels wrong... That usually means you shouldn't do it. It's a good barometer right there. This one is, this next one is one that I used often when I was teaching. I think a lot of teachers emphasize this. When you make a choice, you're also choosing the consequences. You're free to make the choice you want to make, but you are not free to choose what those consequences are going to be. Sometimes consequences are good. Sometimes sure. they're bad. Sure. They are a, a moral, a whatever. Yep. Amoral. Uh, Im, no, amoral. Amoral. Yeah. Not amoral. Yeah. I mean, they could. The word, the word itself is amoral. Yes, exactly. Just because it's a consequence doesn't mean it's negative. Yes. So think about that. You can make the choice and there's going to be consequences, good or bad. Don't waste your time talking about important things with people who don't take important things seriously. Very real. If you're needing an example of this, walk through your own history of holiday celebrations. And if you can't find an instance where you bothered to share something important that was just skimmed over, then you may be, in fact, the person who does not take important things seriously. Oh, dang. That was a sick burn. I didn't even no, see it coming. No, not a burn. Just, uh, it's kind of that thing. If nobody in your family is crazy, it's probably you. <laughs> I'm so glad I can easily identify the crazies in my family. Indeed. It's not me. All right, close us out. This one's fantastic. This one's near and dear to my heart. Discover the people, places, and things that give you energy and avoid those that don't. Yes. Double exclamation point, yes. Wow. Yes. Strong feeling. Indeed it is. Okay. Any other words of wisdom for the good people heading into the new year? Um, be safe. Be responsible. Beer before liquor, you get sick quicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. That's good. That's how it was taught to me. That is good advice. 
and be be careful, especially if you're going to come in contact with a drunkometer. There you go. Yes. All right. Everything? I think that's it. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Robots will eventually enslave mankind. If you doubt this, it may already be too late for you. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.